0: Hey everyone and welcome to the Darkcast. I'm your host Jonathan Miley and this is DCI number 82. Today Brian and I got to talk to Daniel Doan of Blackshell Games and we're talking about their newly released Overture. Overture is a top-down RPG uh, bullet hell roguelike dungeon crawler. It seems really neat and you can find a link to the Steam page in the show notes to this episode. You can find all that on darkstation.com as well as all of our other interviews. You can see when that content is going live by following us on Twitter at darkstation underscore com. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and of course you can send us an email at podcast at darkstation.com. As always, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode. Now on with the show. Daniel, thank you so much for joining us on the Darkcast tonight. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty well, pretty well. Just, uh, you know, coding and uh, doing a little bit of game design.
0: That's, that sounds fun. That's <laughs> fun.
1: Quite. So,
0: um, you, you work for uh, Black Shell Media and you guys just recently released
1: um, Overture. That is correct.
0: So, can you tell me a little bit about uh, what you do at Blackshell?
1: So essentially, uh, I basically do uh, a little bit of game design, a little bit of programming, uh, a lot of everything really. Um, Just basically uh, project management, making sure the project gets shipped, and doing whatever it takes to to, to get products out.
0: Okay, so design, coding, project management, and making sure it gets out. That sounds like most of the things that need to be done. Uh so how how many guys do you have over there?
1: So so right now it's it's basically me and my partner Raghav. He handles the the business end and the marketing end. Um and uh, we also work with with uh with several uh collaborators. Um uh, we we have uh composer, writer and artists and um and basically it's just uh, uh just like a whole group of you know people working together to to uh, ship awesome games.
0: That's awesome. Yeah that sounds like a a great time
1: where'd where'd
2: black shell come from
1: um the the history or the name the name specifically but i mean um, you know the
2: history sure whichever way you so, want to go
1: so black shell started uh late 2012 um it was me and a buddy of mine back in college and uh we we basically um uh started making sanctuary uh rpg which is a ascii roguelike and um the name black shell came from i guess um uh the the background of uh the the game was black and and it was it was running inside the windows shell so we're like hmm black shell <laughs> and uh yeah that's that's basically the history of the the name
0: cool practical <laughs> <laughs> now uh overture just recently released but what what all games have you guys worked on in the past
1: so our first game was was sanctuary rpg okay uh and then um after that we released a few random uh game jam games that never really uh uh hit the obscene platform but it did help us i guess um experiment with uh, uh 2d game game development and uh and helped us, uh, I guess, find um, what the audience wanted for Overture, since, since we didn't really know uh, what our target demographic was until we uh, experimented uh, a little bit with other games.
0: Sure, sure. So now, Sanctuary recently was released, wasn't it? Or was that just a, a special edition that came out on Steam? I was thinking that was pretty recent as well
1: yeah so so sanctuary r p g was released i think last year uh in april um and then recently we came up uh with a black edition which is basically uh, an expansion pack okay that uh, overhauled the game's art oh. and uh added new uh mechanics and, and and such to the game oh very cool,
0: very cool, so kind of like a game of the year edition sort of yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah fantastic fantastic. So, we're here to talk about um, Overture, though. That's also recently released. Uh, what, what is Overture?
1: So, essentially, Overture is a 2D um, action-adventure roguelike. Uh, it's kind of like Hero Siege meets Zelda meets Realm of the Mad God. It's basically, um, it doesn't really have a storyline. You basically go in, kill monsters, get loot, level up, uh, kill bosses and and it's basically just uh just a total uh just uh, just total action um experience um in a tiny 2d uh platform okay
0: very cool very cool now, now you mentioned a lot of different um you know kind of inspirations there which those are you know all of those are kind of top-down rpgs but they they all kind of play differently. I mean, Zelda, Diablo, Realm of the Mad God have a lot of, like, overarching similarities, but they all are kind of different. What What is it most like, I guess, among those for somebody that, you know, hasn't seen the hmm. game before?
1: I I guess it would be most like Realm of the Mad God. Okay. As, as it's basically just super arcade uh lots of monsters everywhere, and uh, not really much of a, a plot uh, behind everything.
0: Okay. So, is there a reason that you're going to fight everything? Is there is there like a setup for the game, or is it
1: just it, there's bad shit happening and you need to kill it? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, we actually uh, were we're kind of thinking about adding a plot to the game. Okay, but um, but given the the visceral nature of the the combat and uh, the the style, we we kind of thought that that it better or it would be better to leave. The uh, plot to the player's imagination. Hmm. Okay, very cool.
0: Very cool. Uh, now, in, in the game, there are a lot of classes. A yep. lot. <laughs>
2: I mean, with Twenty-four. That day, yeah, that is a lot. How'd you guys? How'd you guys come to that number?
1: Um, so essentially, uh, when I first started out with Overture, uh, I was just making some generic action roguelike and and i was i was like hmm what 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 could be the main draw you know that uh that'll separate this game from like the 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 countless droves of you know roguelikes out there that you know play basically the same and i was like hmm what if this game had more characters than any other game
2: (laughs) success So, okay. i like that that's how you that's how you check boxes off <laughs> more classes no let's go more
0: classes <laughs> that's not enough more classes more classes
2: are they all are, are they all do they all play differently like are they 20, 24 like unique classes or are they kind of are, are they grouped together in in certain aspects
1: so so they're grouped together in uh, i guess uh four overarching categories there's warriors Shamans, wizards, and I think rogues but um but like every single character has um its own unique play style, so no no two characters are gonna play the same hmm. yeah <laughs>
0: so so what separates uh, you know you've got some um characters that seem like they would be pretty similar, like a a wizard versus a druid, and some others so what what kind of separates those more similar sounding? That maybe in another game, might be the same you know type of class we'll separate them here
1: hmm. so so I guess going off your um uh example, so the wizard uh the wizard has two attacks, his left attack is a fireball, and his right attack uh he he summons i think uh these like bone shards that come out of the air and um so so that's the the wizard the druid. Uh, he has like this this wolf companion and a a bird companion, and and he can shapeshift into a wolf. And during the shapeshift, um, he can gain like a burst of like speed. And then um, when he turns back into a a uh, human form, um, he gets this projectile absorbing shield. So so it's like a different I I, I guess gameplay mechanic uh, involved behind every character. Okay.
2: When you said wizard, did you say bone shards or bone sharks?
1: Uh, both. <laughs> yes. Wait, what? Okay, good, excellent. <laughs> yes. What? What? Both. <laughs>
2: Correct answer.
1: Well, well, they, they technically could be, I guess, uh, shark bones. So. Oh,
0: okay. I, I'm I'm thinking okay. like I'm thinking summoning like the skeletons <laughs> of sharks to uh, to attack things, which you never know that could be another class that some sort right. of water based like Aquaman <laughs> wizard. <laughs> that could be a thing. Undead Aquaman. Yes, yes. We've we've got DLC right here brewing on the podcast. It's fantastic. Yep. <laughs> oh man, it's hilarious. Um, so you you mentioned that the the game is a, a roguelike, like, uh, but that that term kind of gets thrown around a lot these days, and I feel like it's not like it can mean a lot of different things. Uh, what? How exactly are you progressing in the game?
1: So um I guess to me the definition of an action roguelike is uh something like uh, Diablo 1 where there's there's randomly generated enemies, randomly generated loot, randomly generated i guess dungeons and you're always crawling um down deeper um and and encountering more enemies. So with with the uh, Overture Um, once once you clear out the uh, floor you can kill the mini boss um, which which opens up uh, uh, this the stairwell to a boss room and and after you kill that boss uh, 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 you can go go further down so it's so it's basically just the uh, procedural generation and just lots of loot and lots of uh, bosses to kill
0: (laughs) okay so when you die, is it starting all the way over again? Or
1: yeah, so okay. uh, so it's permadeath, and um, when you die, um, the gold that that you collect will carry over, um, and you can use that that gold to um, upgrade your characters or unlock new characters.
2: So similar to the kind of loop of like a rogue legacy,
1: right? Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right,
0: I can get
2: behind that. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool.
0: So none of your loot or anything goes with you. It's just the the gold that you accumulate that uh, helps you in your your next foray. Yep. Okay. Very cool. Now, is the the layout of the dungeons randomly generated, or like is level one of the dungeon always going to be completely different in the way that it it looks?
1: So so basically, there's there's eight different tile sets um, in the game, and the um, dungeons aren't necessarily dungeons per se they're they're essentially large rooms with uh, randomly placed uh, uh, i guess doodads, um if you will so uh, uh <laughs>
0: very technical term i like it <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah uh destructible walls pillars trees stuff like that
0: okay very cool, very cool. And you mentioned destructible t- uh trees are is everything destructible what what all is destructible
1: um so uh there's a lot of other i, I guess Items also like chests, barrels, uh, uh, walls. Um, so, so it's basically just different, or like like there's there are certain things that are destructible and certain things that that aren't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, uh, I think certain walls can't be broken, and certain pillars can't be broken.
0: Okay, that's cool.
2: How'd you decide on kind of the bullet hell stuff? Because I'm looking at a lot of these pictures and going, you know, these guys spit out an awful lot of junk. <laughs> <laughs> that looks possibly hard.
1: <laughs> so, so um, I I actually grew up playing a lot of bullet hells, um, Hikaruga, uh, stuff like like Raptor called the Shadows, which 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 isn't necessarily a bullet hell, but it's kind of. And I've always really liked. Dodging a lot of bullets in games, like uh, uh, I don't know about you guys, but it's just so I guess adrenaline pumping. <laughs> um, to to um, I've be, recently like, based... gotten into
2: it. It's it's something that I've picked up like the last the last year or so. So I I can <laughs> definitely get behind that.
1: <laughs> yeah, like like experiencing, I guess you know, hundreds of bullets coming at your character and just dodging them all perfectly is just like such a rush. And I wanted to bring that to Overture.
0: Okay. Very cool. Now, um in the uh the trailer it looks like you're using like a mouse and keyboard to to run around and do everything. How does the game control with a controller? Cuz that, that's more of a personal question. I use controllers for everything. I'm I'm weird.
1: Uh So <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, so we're currently um in the process of implementing uh controller support. So as of right now, um it's basically only keyboard and mouse controls.
0: Okay, I was thinking that the um no, this was this is no, your your game does not say controller support. Um, <laughs> I got <laughs> confused looking at another game, apparently. Um, but okay, so how how would that work? Is it be kind of like a twin
1: stick shooter, or so so uh, theoretically with the controllers? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So so um, how how we're um, envisioning it is the the left stick will control movement, the right stick will control the direction that that player aiming the right trigger will um shoot the primary and the left trigger will will shoot the uh, secondary.
0: Okay. Nice. Nice. Simple. Do all the
2: classes have a uh, do the all the classes have like a a kind of a, a a missile and a melee or are some just like plain missiles and you want to stay away from stuff? Like I especially yeah. around the uh like the warrior classes where you know some of them look like they're equipped with a shield, how is like what kind of secondary would they be looking at?
1: So so uh most characters have uh, one ranged and one melee, or mm-hmm. um, some some characters have both uh, uh, projectile-based attacks, but um, um, for the shield specifically, um, it's just there for a decoration. Uh, there's, okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it offers you... no protection in this hellish world. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Figures.
0: <laughs> I mean, really, how much is the shield gonna do with yeah, all of know. those uh, projectiles flying around? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Not much. <laughs>
2: nope. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Fair enough. Huh. <coughs> <coughs> so, with a game that's randomly generated, how do you how do you figure out like what makes a good level? Mm. Like when, when you're when you're coding all that stuff together, you know, when, when you're making a, a more linear game or even an open world game, but where everything is is like custom. Made like you can, you can go in and design all the the nooks and crannies when you're making something that the, the game is making essentially on the fly, like how do you test that to make sure that your your game's not making like crappy levels <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so uh, that's a good question. Um, so what what I've found is that um, a lot of indie developers are turning to procedural generation due to I guess lack of budget. Um, uh, it's much more cost effective to uh make something that, that'll generate levels for you as as opposed to to having to, to, to go in there and just manually designing stuff uh yourself. Mm-hmm. And um and I guess it it all boils down to I guess play testing. Um whenever I'm, you know, uh tweaking like an algorithm, I'll jump in uh with a character and, and and uh you know, say, Hey, uh is is the uh, the level looking um, proper, or 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 does it look like it's all cobbled up together? And then I'll you know make the appropriate changes.
0: Okay. So it's just literally just playing it over and over again.
1: Yeah. Okay. That makes sense.
0: <laughs> makes sense. So what uh, did you go for the um the random generalization or the not random general the uh randomly created levels for the that same purpose. It's just a lot yeah. more cost effective to to make infinite number of levels rather than <laughs> finite number of levels. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's it's also really hard to I guess um make make a game replayable if it's not, I guess, procedurally generated because mm. uh because personally as a gamer, um, I um I can't play it through the same level twice if it's like, you know, um uh, I guess designed because I'm like, well, I've already experienced this this level, you know.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's that's very true. I I don't have that problem. I can play the same <laughs> thing over fricking. Oh wow!
2: <laughs> he does. We're not going to go into it. Nope. but Just don't bring up mass. Nope, effect Don't don't do
0: it. <laughs> this, this this podcast will take a very weird turn. I'm yeah, um, we time for that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, all right. Well, Brian, do you do you have any more questions before we go into the the end game? No, I think we're uh, we're we're set and ready to go.
2: All so right. we like to end with a little bit of a questionnaire. Um, it's more about you and, and less about like you know Black Shell and their goings on. Um, but uh, you know, feel free to 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 answer openly and honestly, and and you won't be judged except that you will. So question number <laughs> one: um, Who is your favorite video game protagonist?
1: Is uh, your favorite uh, kind of
2: good guy or antihero?
1: So, that would probably have to be that that one character from from Scribblenauts. I think his name is Max. I think Max. Yes. Yeah. Like like he's just so cool. You know. I mean, I mean he can just make anything, and yeah, and you know just just just, just have it appear out of nowhere.
2: And he has an <laughs> awesome rooster hat. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it yeah, can't beat Max.
2: <laughs> uh, flipping the script. Who's your favorite antagonist?
1: antagonist huh um might have to be ganon okay because he's just so he's, um, he's just so bad you know like like there's like nothing good about him
2: <laughs> there is nothing. nothing
1: good about ganon at all
2: <laughs> ganondorf at least looks a little cooler but ganon himself yeah just <laughs> crazy monster ish <laughs> yep um, question number three. Is there any um, a good trend uh, in gaming right now that you'd like to see kind of continue and proliferate? Um, Anything good that's maybe not as widespread as you think it should be? Hmm. Or even uh, something that is widespread that you're like, hey, we need to keep doing this.
1: Hmm. I actually really uh, like the fact that, that roguelikes have been picking up uh, within the past couple years. Um, got Things like, like Spelunky uh biting of Isaac, Rogue Legacy, stuff like that's like really awesome. Um uh, because it just, you know, uh it it uh harkens back to the classic old days of gaming where where um where there was a lot of roguelikes, MUDs and stuff. And uh I just think that, that that those games are much more replayable than the typical, you know, triple A Call of Duty where where it's basically just like a shooting gallery. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, there's a reason that that we keep going back to Spelunky and not um like, you know, super past iterations of like Call of Duty.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> cuz absolutely, yeah, cuz damn those mines. Oh my god. <laughs> Poor little Splunky, man. <laughs> um flipping the question on that one, uh, is there any uh like trope or theme that you would wish would just go away completely?
1: Um It's hmm. a good question. I actually can't. I actually can't think of anything. <laughs> no, nothing. Really? To, let's just get your goat. Um, uh, I guess. Uh, uh, I guess sequels. <laughs> uh, okay. uh,
0: yeah.
1: uh, uh, like it seems like a lot of sequels are there just to to milk more money out of the IP and not necessarily to to make a quote unquote good game.
2: <laughs> so we could expect Overture to some point next year. <laughs> Probably not. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, you know, you're you're making games. Um, you're you're living out that kind of dream. Um, is there any other um kind of profession that you'd love to try?
1: Um, as of right now, um, I'm pretty uh dead set on I guess developing games because uh, uh to me it it uh it's the perfect blend of I guess art artistry. And I guess technical skill so mm-hmm. so I find uh, uh, that I'm kind of like in the zone uh, whatever I, I'm developing games, because it allows me to to both be creative and you know uh, have have to like Google like a bunch of things.
2: <laughs> That's cool. Mm-hmm. Should you come into notch levels of money <laughs> and suddenly found yourself with a lot of free time Anything crazy you'd like to try?:
1: I would like to purchase Notch's house
2: dude that house oh my god <laughs> like if i were him i would not let you do that but still that house is ridiculous yeah yes. that's crazy yeah, that, that, that looks like it was built in you know some sort of opulent minecraft simulator so yeah so many levels like a whole candy room holy
1: crap yeah that that candy room is just what the heck oh, <laughs>
2: That's it, you know. Honestly, I'll accept that because, like, living in that house is a profession by itself. Because <laughs> I imagine that you end up, like, just you, heaven forbid, you get drunk and find yourself on one side. You wake up and you're going to need a map to find your way back.
1: Yep, it's like a full time job.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Blunky, <laughs> real life. <laughs> um, okay, next question is a little weird. Um, have you ever seen Escape from L.A.? Uh,
1: John I have Carpenter not. film.
2: Okay, well, uh, it stars Kurt Russell as uh, Snake Plissken. Um, he's a very rough and tumble gunfighter dude. Uh, at the end of that movie he comes into possession of a little remote control um, that can activate these series of government satellites that circle the globe um, that will all produce EMP pulses and send everybody back to the Stone Age with the right code entered. Well, uh, you get a message that says that's happening tomorrow. What game do you play tonight?
1: Hmm. Hmm. I would probably um play some uh Super Mario Brothers for the NES. Okay. okay.
2: Just the first one, the original?
1: Yeah. Get 1-1 one, one out of the way and <laughs>
2: be ready to move up.
1: I actually have no idea why I would choose that game, but uh okay. it just popped pop into my head.
0: <laughs> it's a good last hurrah, sort of thing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah you, hey, we go out the way we started. I like (laughs) it. Yep.
2: Uh, Final question. Um, At the end of our lives, when we come to the gates of the Mushroom Kingdom and Toad is waiting with the Book of Our Deeds, what would you like him to say to you before he
1: lets you in? Uh, Your princess is is in another castle.
0: Oh, classic Toad line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had a discussion on the last interview that what if Toad says that to everybody, but he's trying to say something else. That's just all Toad can say.
1: <laughs> and I, I uh, like. Th- so I kind of like those those Pokemons that, that can't really say anything else? Yes, exactly yeah, like groups.
0: Or oh, groups, yes. <laughs> yeah. Saying or all toad this other stuff. To- yeah. But all we hear is your princess is in another castle. <laughs> in another castle.
1: <laughs> wow. What a torturous life. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: now we understand that the, the true hell is Toad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's being
0: outside the Mushroom Kingdom. That's right. That's what it does to That's you right. after, what, 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow. Well, you passed. That's it. That's the end of our questions. Thank awesome. you so much. Uh, Jonathan, take us away. Take us out. Well, thank you, Daniel, so much for joining us on the Darkcast tonight. If you could just send us out by letting our listeners know where they can go to find out more information about Overture.
1: Awesome. All right. So, uh, thank you so much for having me. Um, for Overture, I'll be good to. Uh, www.overturegame.com, and uh, that'll lead uh, straight to the uh, to the Steam portal where you can uh, buy it for 4.99. Awesome,
0: fantastic. Well, thank you so much again for for joining us, and good luck as you continue to support the game and work on your your next projects. It sounds sounds like you're having a lot of fun, and uh wish you the be best.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much for having
0: me.